Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It is your favorite podcaster, Mark Atreer, with your favorite podcast, Making the Cut. Hey, you already know where to find me. My, my link is always going to be on my Facebook. Or you can go directly to the Anchor app or anchor.fm or Spotify and follow me there. And really, anywhere that you get your podcast, you can follow me there. Thank you for the listens. Thank you for joining me again this week for another Sports Sunday. Yes, it's Sports Sunday. Yes, we're going to be talking sports. I got a full list of things to talk to you about today about it. Kind of go, you know, some of the stuff I could probably use for morning dumps because you know a lot of times on the morning dumps I'm I'm dumping on some people and stuff. And I got some of that in here, some of the stuff I'm going to complain about. But hey, what a beautiful weekend we had here in South Louisiana. Beautiful day, beautiful sunshine today, Sunday. I know it was extra cold. We have bipolar weather here in March in Louisiana. It's like that every year. I know that people try to confuse you and say this is a cold. It's never been like no, man. It's like this every February, March. It, it is what it is. It's our real winter. And then we're going to get a little spring snap and another winter snap. This was our last one. Anyway, I'm not trying to teach you about Louisiana if you don't know about it. But, yeah, I mean, if you're from here, you know, you, you understand. Anyway, so on our Sports Sunday, just, just to let you know, again, Sports Sunday is going to be my longer podcast. I'm going to be covering a lot more information than I normally would on a morning dump episode. And for those of you who don't know morning dumps, those are the ones I do during the middle of the week in the mornings on my way to my day job and uh and it's typically five to ten minutes at tops so those are the good ones where you know i joke on there and say those are the ones that morning dumps you can you know listen to while you're having your morning dump uh but on your sunday ones hey man look what a great time that you you have nowhere to go right now because gas price is so high you have a perfect opportunity to listen to me now i know some people were listening to me as they were driving to work you could still do that if you're still driving to work, but you understand what i'm saying and while you're sitting at home, you don't want to watch the ESPN. All they ever going to do is push their agenda. Like, look at it right now. It's almost NBA playoffs. And the Lakers almost completely played themselves out of being in the playoffs. And yet there's no talk about the teams that are in the playoffs. There's talk about them again. It's always their agenda. LeBron is their lord and savior. I have a feeling right now they're scrambling. And uh, if for some reason the Lakers still don't make it to the playoffs, they're still going to be talking about the Lakers and LeBron while all these other teams and disrespecting all these other teams that are actually in the playoffs. Uh, And Anyway, so that's just how they are. So just to start you off today, just to let you know what we're going to be talking about on this sports Sunday, I'm hitting almost every sport. You know, the big sports, man. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to hit soccer right now. I'm not going to hit beach volleyball or anything like that but i am hitting these topics today i'm going to hit a little bit of the ncaa i'm going to dump on them a little bit we're going to hit up on the will wade situation uh before i even do that look today is selection sunday for the men's and women's in college basketball that's huge march madness really starts right now i know it started this past week with the conference championships and all that conference tournaments and championships uh big big props to tennessee for winning sec championship in the men's uh, I, I think Kentucky won it in the women's. I can't remember. I, 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 didn't, I didn't pay attention enough. Uh, that's not a slide to the women's. I've just been too busy. Um, but hey, this Selection Sunday, I know uh, most of you saw Selections. Uh, they just came out right before I started recording. I'm not going to go over all of them. Uh, there's so many of them. I mean, you're looking at 68 teams in the men's. I think it's 68 teams in the women's as well. I'm not covering all that. But it's March Madness time, and it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, even if you're not a college basketball fan. Uh, on, on a regular like myself, I'm not watching all season long. I try so hard to watch the home team at LSU, and I, you know, every once in a while I pick up a college basketball game just to watch. But uh, and even the women, uh, it, it, but it's it's just so hard for me to watch because y- y'all have heard me say it before. 
the way that the one and done is and everything is you don't get enough time to invest in a team and know who's on your team uh, that you watch anymore. It's just uh, that part of it, that aspect is gone. Since the AAU come in, uh, it, it's it's just not the same anymore. It's the, and, and those of you who don't know what I'm talking about right there, uh, the AAU basketball, you know, you, you're going to get your all-stars. You're going to get them all together and play junior high and high school during that time. Uh, and you're going to have all your all-stars. And what you're going to do is you're going to circle around your best one or two. And then it becomes about that as opposed to the beautiful part of basketball. Uh, where when you watch somebody on a baseball diamond, there's somebody always moving. I know some people don't like baseball because it's quote-unquote too boring for them. But it's poetry. It's beautiful. And you get to see all these different moving parts. Well, uh, what the NBA has caused with that, and uh, you know, and, and even college basketball in a sense, but it's all because of the AAU situation. Uh, where it's all about the the main player on that team. And what happens is is you get these superstars. I wasn't even going to talk about the NBA. Good grief. But you get the, you get these superstars on these teams, and there's no development of a team because all they're used to is being the number one guy, and that's it. Uh, that's why even LeBron uh, can never be as, honestly, in most people's minds, there's some people who are still brainwashed by because he's talked about so much. He can never be in the same minds as like Kobe or, or Michael or Magic or Bird or Elgin Baylor, or any of these guys, because he does not build a team around him. He does not make a team better around him. I know he had the one year in Cleveland that he brought a Cleveland team to the Western, uh, to the to the to the, uh, to the finals uh, in a severely weak Eastern Conference that year. Uh, but you can't give him credit for that. I mean, so anyway, it's it's it, you can see he doesn't know how to play with these other guys. Okay, and it's that's not just him. It's not just a knock on him. Even though y'all know my stance on him, and I really don't like him. Uh, and he's overhyped in so many ways, uh, but it, it's it's that aspect there. Now, if you want to watch how basketball is meant to play, be played, you can watch women's basketball. Now, I know you're, you're not going to have like the Brittany Grinders dunking the ball all the time, and uh, you're you're going to have some air balls on the layups and and uh, air balls on jump shots and whatnot. And, and listen, scrappy basketball, right? But at the same time, you get to see the poetry, the beautiful part of basketball, all the movement around. It's not isolation. It's not triangle only. It's not, let me get my best player up there and see if you could beat me. If I could beat you with my best player. And if I can't, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go sell my soul to the devil to get my super team. And then look at, look at the state of the NBA. Nobody wants to watch that junk anymore, man. It, it is what it is. Anyway, Selection Sunday. Uh, men's and women's college basketball. March Madness is starting. I mean, just its selection Sunday itself is madness. So, anyway, moving on from that, I'm also going to be talking NFL, a little bit of free agency and the trades, everything's going on there. And let me step in on this for a second. Y'all know, uh, if you follow me on my morning dumps, and one, one of the episodes that I did, I was talking about the MLB and their situation about the lockout. The last time they had a lockout and strike was uh, right, after, right before the steroid era. You understand what I'm saying? So, but MLB is back. They canceled uh, the you know their their cancellation of the season they canceled the lockout and the strikes, uh, and so MLB is back. Baseball fans, you there? Hey, look, hey, as a Braves fan, you almost been like, all right, well, if that's it for Major League Baseball, my team won it. They could walk off and be the greatest team ever because they were the team that won it last, right? Anyway, uh, joking there, but you understand what I'm saying. But it's back, and listen, soon as they set it back up, man, trades and signings and free. Man, they went, you're talking about free agency frenzy and uh, free agent frenzy in, in the NFL. My gosh, baseball went off. Uh, even right now, as I'm talking, I'm getting hit with stuff where just people are getting signed and traded. People are talking about getting signed and they're close. 
It has been nonstop. I cannot even go through and even read it and have enough time on this podcast episode. It just it's not gonna happen. So if you if you love it, get out there and watch it, pay attention to it. Hey, if you need to get with me on the side, I could do it. I could tell you if you I, well, uh, let's be honest. I'm just going to tell you, go look at Bleacher Report. You can find it yourself, right? Because uh, they're not going to talk about it on ESPN because LeBron's almost out of the playoffs. Uh, I did it again. I did it again. Uh, so, two major ones that I'm going to talk about is the NCAA and the Will Wade situation and NFL free agency and the trades that just happened. Uh, this is a fun time, man. Uh, you know, this. It, those of you are football fans, uh, m- majority of football fans, this can be a low time in sports for you because there's not a whole lot happening but man boom all of a sudden this week and this weekend so much is happening in sports world that gets your that just grabs grasp your attention and so it's huge here in louisiana i'm gonna hit this first Uh, y'all have heard me say this plenty of times before the ncaa is an absolute joke and i've said it plenty of times before different ways explain different ways why they're an absolute joke uh they're a sham artist corporation uh they need to be policed on how they police. And I, I don't know if there's a better way to say it other than they're an absolute joke. Now, saying that, <clears throat> with the Will Wade situation, I want you to know this. I'm, I'm not upset that Will Wade's gone. Uh, I, I think Will Wade was a quote-unquote good recruiter. Uh, I don't think he was a good developer of players and was not a good on-the-court coach. Uh, there was a lot of things here that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, including myself. Man, the dude was an absolute jerk to reporters uh, I mean even some of the uh, Chris Blair did an interview with him here and man he just over talked and would never answer the question it was just he was just being a jerk the whole time and uh, and so I mean his, his whole demeanor it, it was it was there and listen honestly he was trying to be a poor man's Kyle Perry and it just wasn't working out uh, but the real reason why we're talking about it is because the NCAA and their two-faced nonsense hypocritical being a joke nonsense it, it is what it is they're they are laughable there's it's like some some of the stuff you see in politics right now they're so laughable that it's so blatant that it's so stupid all right so look we're going to bring up the allegations again about will wade and those of you i'll bring some of you up to par here in case you didn't know the situation and you're just now finding out about it okay will wade was under investigation two three years ago uh when joe Oliva was still here uh for giving money, trying to get money, trying to send money to bring in recruits and get them to sign here, etc. We were listed in there. Duke was listed in there. Arizona was listed in there. Uh, you know, a couple other schools were listed in there. Notice that they didn't attack Duke, okay? Uh, keep that in mind, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circle back to that for you so you understand. But th- these jokers here, they just let their investigation go on, and then they dropped it. They literally dropped it, right? I mean, I know they kept their little hands on it and whatnot, but the FBI was like, hey, there's not enough information, okay? So Oliva afterwards because they were going they, they suspended Wade for a little bit and then Oliva brought him back it's like all right come on back okay now Joe Oliva's gone and we got Scott Woodard in Scott Woodard comes in all right say you're on a tightrope we're going to keep you in close we're going to keep a close watch on you any mess ups you're gone and so any kind of situation you're gone and, and look that's good business okay you understand that and and because there was you know the the joke of the NCAA coming back out and bringing up the same thing Scott Woodard's like all right you know you, we're getting bad press here you got to go completely uh, great man move right there i i support it 100 not because i wasn't a big fan of will wade because he did bring wins here that wasn't get we weren't getting before okay don't get me wrong okay uh, i i did like what he was getting we were getting wins that we hadn't had before but he still wasn't developing okay I'm, I'm not going to get into the argument with you you already know who i'm talking to right uh but 
this is the thing here. The, the fact that you're going to come back after the fact and try to get like retro pay here or whatever, however you say that. I don't, I don't know the correct term, right? You understand what I'm saying? You come back after the fact to try to, you're basically trying to get paid for something from before. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. Now that the NIL is out, now if he was there giving money to kids, it's legal for you to do it now. It's absolutely legal for you to do it now. I don't care what Jimbo Fisher says over there at A&M and his nonsense and his hypocrisy that he is with his line out of the side of his face and the front of his face and the back of his face. I don't care. It's over with now. You can't go back and for something that's legal now, go and arrest somebody that was illegal before, but it's legal now. You can't do it. It's double jeopardy in a sense. You can't do it. You can't go. You cannot put sanctions on LSU right now. They're going to. Don't get me wrong. When I say you can't, they shouldn't because it's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. You're coming back and you're going to take fight out on something that's not illegal now for something that was illegal before. It's absolutely legal now. Oh, it's the principle of the matter. No, it's not. No, it's not. Listen, they gave up on Arizona because Arizona fought them. Okay? LSU needs to fight this nonsense too. You don't want to be like Ole Miss with Hugh Freeze. You fight this, you fight this, you fight this. The, the other thing too that I was going to say, I told you I was going to circle back to Duke. Notice that they're not messing with Duke. Mike, Mike Krzyzewski is retiring, right? He's gone. He's good. All right, so they're still not going to mess with Duke. They're not even talking bad stuff over there. It has been completely proven and outspoken directly that Duke gave Zion Williamson $350,000 to play for Duke. It's open. We're not even talking about the $80,000 that we were talking about sending through in a wire to a kid that didn't even come to LSU. So if you're going to go back and attack one, attack them both. Hit Duke. Hit them right where it hurts if you're going to hit LSU. If you're going to hit LSU with sanctions, you need to hit Arizona too because they were part of the same one and so was Duke. And Duke was proven to do it. They've come out and said it. They've taken no uh, self-imposing sanctions against themselves. Go get them or you're a fallacy, you're a hypocrite, and you're just an absolute joke, which we know that you're not going to do anything because that's who you are, NCAA. A bunch of cowards. uh, You you pick on who you think is not going to fight back. That's what bullies do, right? They need to fight back. LSU needs to go at them full force. They need to countersuit them for that reason. If they do not go after Duke, they need to countersuit the NCAA right now. It already needs to be in the works, okay? I don't care whatever else is there, but for this situation right here, you get rid of the coach, bring in another coach, that's fine. He wasn't part of this 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 athletic director's uh, group of coaches anyway, so be gone with Will Wade. But with this situation here, you try to bring sanctions up on LSU because of Will Wade for the same thing that Duke did, you better go attack him. You better go get Duke right now or LSU. You need to stand up, be a man about it, so to speak. Y'all know what I'm saying? Let him hang. Go back and get back at him and turn it back around on NCAA and their hypocrisy. Okay? Enough of that. I'm a little frustrated. I'm getting a little heated up. There's a good bit of stuff that happened in the NFL. I want to talk about that real quick. So, the NFL. Free agency frenzy is this week, but man, right before that started off, man, man, it's all over the place too. So many guys are looking to go in different places. Their contracts are up. Some of them not getting tagged. You know, I talked about it last week at some point. Marcus Williams is not tagged. Uh, Armstead's not tagged for the Saints. There's a lot of people that are not tagged that are w- wide open. But I do want to talk about some of the big trades real quick. 
man, big trades. And I'm going to hit the biggest one there in just a moment. Yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, Aaron, discount, double check, Aaron Rodgers uh, signed the deal that ev- absolutely everybody thought he was going to sign, right? Everybody knew that he was either going to, quote unquote, re- air quote there, retire, which he, we knew he wasn't. He was playing that so that he can have the offseason to mess around to get what he wanted with his bigger contract. In doing so with that large contract, you had to tag his only receiver he throws the ball to, Devontae Adams, okay? But you hamstring yourself. Now, yes, you were 13 and 3, 13 and 3, and I think 13 and 3, right? But you haven't won any, you, you need a one or two more pieces to be able to take it to the next level. You can't keep going in with the same thing and thinking that you're going to get it. And so when you hamstring yourself right there, you make him the highest paid quarterback, I think, somewhere up in there. I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it's a huge contract, right? You, you, you cap yourself with the salary cap, and then you, you get a guarantee from your only receiver. Let's be honest, your only receiver for one more year. I mean, you better win it all this year, but you can't afford anything else. You can't. So anyway, moving on from that. The other ones, Khalil Mack still getting a second round draft pick for him. Yes. Hey, I was talking to Colin. Colin's like, I forgot Khalil Mack was still in the league. I'm like, well, that's because he got buried in the whole situation that is Chicago up there, man. If you're a Chicago's Bears fan, you're like, God, dog, man, why can't we pull it this together? Hey, look, so this is a lifer Saints fan. I completely understand how you feel. We had years of that, years of that, and it wasn't until Breeze and Peyton got here. So, it, look, it, we weren't even really – anyway. But to be able to still get a second-round draft pick for that cat – that's huge. Reason why I brought that up is because another big trade was, which is Amari Cooper. Those of you who know me personally, know my thoughts on Amari Cooper. If you've ever had Amari Cooper in fantasy football, you absolutely despise this guy, especially if you drafted him too early, because he's going to get you one, two, three, four games with a catch per game for four yards. That's going to be his average. Okay. You got him in your starting lineup, and then as soon as you take him out of his starting lineup, he's going to have his only game that year where he has 10 catches for 250,000 yards and 28 touchdowns in one game. And then so the next week you start him, and then what does he do the week for the rest of the season? One catch per game, 3.5 yards per game. Anyway, so he's super overhyped. I have no idea why Dallas paid him all that money anyway, but they had to get him off of the contracts. Here's the funny part to me, and I was talking to Colin about it because it was an absolute joke to me. So you're basically just going to let you know. They traded him, Amari Cooper, in a six-round pick for a fifth round and a sixth round to the Cleveland Browns. Okay, so he's over there in Cleveland. No OBJ. They're probably fixing looking at moving on Jarvis Landry uh, because they want to. Uh, he wants to get paid. And let's be honest, I, I know there's some quote-unquote upside for uh, Amari Cooper over Jarvis here, but Jarvis is going to get you catches and yards. It's guaranteed. I don't understand why you would pay Amari Cooper over paying Jarvis Landry. And that's not just being a homer. That's just looking at the facts and looking at the stats. Go look at it if you want to argue and go argue with your mammy, okay? So, but Amari Cooper's just completely over. Anyway, here's 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 the part that I'll tell you about it too that just just boggled my mind. Why couldn't you just make a trade for Amari Cooper for a fifth round pick? Okay. The reason why I said it is because the other two picks that are in there is you're swapping six round picks. What the heck? What you just you just want to write something down on paper? What does that even matter? Just go, just trade him for the fifth round pick because that's all you did. What? What? Let's just throw out a sixth round. Oh, let's let's just trade seventh round picks. What? Just just being stupid, man, is absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, I laughed about it. I don't understand it. That was just stupid. Anyway, the biggest one. Well, it really is. Yeah, honestly, it's the biggest one. Russell Wilson going to Denver. After all that hoopla, listen. If you read up on it, that 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 
that relationship over there in Seattle was severely uh, fractured. And it might have been, when you read up on it, it's mostly in part to uh, Russell Wilson. And uh, look, even his own team said he checked out this past year. And he's like, I want the team to run the way I want. I want to have more. Yeah, he wanted to be Aaron Rodgers. He wanted to be LeBron James. I understand. But he's still a great player. And going to Denver, man, good grief. I mean, I'm not even going to go over all of the trade situations and everything that got traded and to make that happen. It was unreal, okay? Unreal. It was like, that was like uh, Ricky Williams-type trade uh, for the Saints in the draft. And it was uh, you know, like almost like a Herschel Walker trade back in the day. Those of you younger don't know, you need to go look it up. One of the biggest trades of all time. Uh, Herschel Walker from the Dallas Cowboys to the Minnesota Vikings that changed the uh, – that turn – that's what – created a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans that some of y'all can't stand because they are always talking about the wonder years, right? So, anyway, I, I, I still respect them regardless. Anyway, they're, they're not the they're not uh, 283 of the Falcons fans who talk noise. Anyway, so, uh, you know I had to throw that in there. You know I had to do it. You know I had to do it. But, man, look at this division. Look at the, the AFC West right now. Look at these quarterbacks, dude. Russell Wilson. Derek Carr, and those of you rolling your eyes about Derek Carr, you might want to go back and look at the stats this past year, and you're also talking about a guy that he had MVP uh, caliber uh, uh, stats this year, and man, they were they were in the playoffs, dude, with a team that lost their coach at the beginning of the season with turmoil. He and he's a huge leader because he's just, his whole team said he's the reason why they, that they stayed together. I know I would have liked him here over Jameis Winston. That's for dang sure. Uh, Herbert, which, you know, y'all, y'all know my feel about Herbert, but he's still a great quarterback in a great situation over there. I was fixing to say San Diego with the Chargers. And then you got Patrick Mahomes. The, dude, that is the sickest quarterback division there is right now. I mean, unless, I mean, they have seen North maybe come close because you got Burrow, Baker, uh, Lamar. I mean, that's I think that's the one that comes close, when, especially when you had Big Ben there. But, uh, just with the names in general there. I mean, that's unreal, right? That I mean, look out. That's going to be a tough division. There, That might be a division this this year that could cancel themselves out some. When I say that, uh, when you look at the, the division records uh, from this year in AFC North, uh, and you look how close it was, Baltimore came in last at 8-9, and nine, Okay. Cincinnati came in first at 10 and 7. That's how close that whole division was because how great those teams were. And I just listed the quarterbacks, right? Uh, now, Pittsburgh's probably going to have to do a reboot reset, right? But when you look at it, going back to this AFC West over here, look at this team. They could kiss themselves out. They could knock it out to where they only got one team in the playoffs when you possibly should have two or three. But it's going to be like sometimes the SEC West, the SEC football, uh, cancels themselves out and they hurt themselves because the conference is so good. That's what you're looking at over there. I mean, it, it to me, in my mind, on paper, it's already the strongest conference in the NFL. I, I don't, I don't know if you can really compare it. So that's going to be fun to watch. So, speaking about the free agent uh, frenzy, you know, I'm going to talk, uh, you know, a little. I'm going to talk about the Saints, okay? You know, I am because I've already talked about other teams. I will say this: Cincinnati absolutely needs to go get offensive tackle, offensive guard, uh, center. They, I don't care if you already got guys that are pretty decent. Uh, you can't give up seven sacks in the Super Bowl, nine sacks in, to Tennessee in the playoffs and keep the same offensive line. You just can't do it, okay? But you also need to go get more help in the secondary because you, you can't have Eli Apple there, okay? You, you can't have that bad, rotten apple playing corner for you. So you need to go get J.C. Jackson, Stephon Gilmore, or both. You, you need to go make this move right now. That that you 
It should nobody should have an opportunity to get it, get either one of those guys. You should be chunking money at them. You have the most money to spend. Do it and do it now. Okay. You 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 got to do this anyway. For, so for the Saints, there are some talks, some rumbling about the Honey Badger coming home to Louisiana, coming to the Saints. That would be huge, man, uh, because you're not going to pay Marcus Williams the amount of money that it, that the market is going to set for him. Okay. Uh, those of you who watch Saints, uh, all, you know, intently, uh, you know, you have your you have your uh, you have your thoughts about Marcus Williams. Some of you gave up. On Marcus Williams, when the uh, Minnesota miracle happened, right? Minneapolis miracle, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and he and really hadn't been the same player since then, but he's had some bright lights. There's there's times that he just absolutely misses at playing safety and lets people behind him, wrong angles and stuff. But he did have he does have great production as well. Uh, I, I mean, he wasn't as bad as Roman Harper, you know. Roman Roman was there. He wasn't as bad as Kenny Vaccaro. Okay, uh, so he still had his spots there, and he had enough on the defense to where uh, this defense was one of the top defenses in the league uh, even with how horrible the offense was okay uh, so honey badger coming in there would be huge and uh, yeah I know he's not the same honey badger as when he was at LSU uh, fighting for the Heisman trophy uh, not even what he was when he first got to Kansas City I, I understand that but what he does bring is an amount of leadership that is untappable by anybody else it, it's just it is and so you can bring that to an already a defense is already there with leadership and you add more leadership to it. I don't see that you're going to have too many, you know, well, how do they say it? Too many chiefs. I don't, I don't see it. I see these guys working together and trying to find a way to win a Super Bowl with a defense. Okay. I see that 100%. Okay. Uh, Quan Alexander is probably going to test the market. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up back over here. Uh, you're not going to pay all that money to Armstead. You're just not. Uh, although this you still have the same front office that paid Andrews Pete all that money when they could have got it for so much less money. Or just let him go because nobody else is going to pay the dude. So I'm interested to in see. I know we don't have the same head coach, but we still have the same front office for the most part. I don't think I don't I think I don't think Jeff Ireland left. I think he's still here. So hopefully no more stupid moves, but I would not be surprised, okay? You, it just anyway. They, they did do some of their same nonsense of kick the can down the road to find ways to create space when they were in cap hell. Uh, I'd give them a golf clap or a two-finger clap for that nonsense because eventually it's going to catch up, dude. We can't keep having the same conversation every offseason. You can't because you can't keep coming up with these fake contracts. You can't keep coming up where you're paying these guys their signing bonuses for their full contract. You just can't keep doing that, dude. I mean, you're going to eat yourself alive. And if you ever decide to leave, you well, guess what? You left this bankrupt. Anyway. Sorry, you heard me say Jarvis Landry a while ago. He's looking to be traded because uh, Cleveland's not want to pay the dude. Okay, I don't. I don't know who Cleveland thought was a better receiver that they've that they've had in 20 years, other than Josh Gordon. Okay, which he was on the field two games a season. But when you look at it, like look at the production he put there. By and far, he was the best LSU receiver there too. I don't know why OBJ got all the hype because Jarvis was the guy. Jarvis was absolutely the man there. But anyway, the reason why I like him here for the Saints, especially if, if we could, man, if we could have got him when Breeze was here, you're talking about a guy that can play that Willie Sneed, Lance Moore role even better than what they played because he could be a number one and still do that inside. He could be almost like a Welker because he's got the size. He can go over the middle. He catches literally almost everything. And if you don't believe me, go back. When OBJ was in college dropping balls left and right, 
Although he can catch a one-handed kickoff in his hand, right? But he couldn't catch it with a wide-open pass on the field like Devery Henderson. Uh, but Jarvis is catching everything. Some of the catches that Cap made, oh, my God. You need to go watch the highlights if you don't know. Honestly, you, you need to go do that. So, Jarvis would be a great addition, regardless who the quarterback is. I'll hit on the quarterback real quick before I end the show. Two pieces, and you know I'm going to hit on all of it. I'm going to hit on it. All right, so I was asked again today about, you know, almost all other players gone, Jimmy G, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I didn't want Jimmy G, but although, you know, Colin and I were talking about it, he's still um, a, probably a better option than, than Jameis, even though I didn't want Jimmy G, especially with what you would probably have to give up to get him in that absolute horrid contract. And he, you know, he throws interceptions like Tony Romo used to uh, late in the game. Which is also what Jameis does, okay? So, contract-wise, you're probably going to go ahead and stay with Jameis on that, all right? Right? And it's not a guarantee that Jameis is staying, okay? So, you, you're going to go ahead to go court this dude because the contract expired. Some of these other quarterback t- needy teams might actually uh, be stupid enough to give him a large contract. And, yes, I said it like that. Uh, here's the thing, and uh, here's the reason why I, I really don't want Jameis here. And I may have said it before on one of the other episodes, one in the morning dumps or something like that. Here's the thing. With Sean Payton here, which was one of the greatest offensive minds in in, in NFL, his whole tenure here, right? And even when he was an assistant coach and offensive coordinator at Ellis Places, one of the greatest offensive minds. Could not make this cat outside of the first game of the season into a good starting caliber quarterback. He couldn't, no. And I know some of you want to give it the a, the glass half uh, full nonsense, but like, hey, let's be honest, man. When a quarterback is passing for under 200 yards a game, that's not a good thing. I know they were pressing him, don't turn the ball over, don't turn over the ball over, because you saw the same tendencies that he likes to do. And and, like, and I've said this until I'm, I'm nauseous from saying it over and over. You can remember the game. I don't even remember who we're playing now. I can just remember it. In the same quarter, you throw a 72-yard touchdown pass. The next drive, you fumble the ball. The next drive, you throw an interception. Like, this is who you have with this guy. And so when you have an offensive-minded coach there who could not make him a starting caliber quarterback and successful and get more than 200 yards passing, it made him no better than a Mariota or a uh, Justin Fields. Uh, uh, you know, I, let's be honest, Justin Fields this past year because he's a rookie. If he can't look better than a rookie then you can't do it with the offensive court with the offensive minded coach. Now the guy who is your head is a defensive minded coach. He is a defensive coach. So you think if an offensive minded coach couldn't do it, how do you think a defensive minded coach is going to be able to do it? Yes, you got Pete Carmichael back, but we saw what Pete Carmichael can do is call, uh, with calling plays. Cause when Sean was here, Sean was calling the plays. Okay. When in the suspension year, Right when Sean was gone, Pete Carmichael was calling it, and the offense sucked. It didn't suck as bad as it did last year, right? But it sucked. And so you're going to get a guy that had one of the top five uh, quarterbacks of all time who couldn't get good play calls back then to make play calls for a guy that only has one good game in him a season? Are you serious? Anyway, I'm not trying to be a jerk to anybody with this, but let's be honest. Like, stop, stop trying to paint it all pretty. You know what you got here is garbage, okay? And I understand without Taysom. I, 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 I would love for Taysom. Y'all know I've said it before. Uh, he's not turnover prone, so to speak, like Jameis is. Because he's not going to throw 30 interceptions 
uh, what is it, 10 pick sixes and fumble the ball away 15 times in a season. He's just not. Now, he will fumble the ball because he's got these small hands, right? He's got these, these Burger King tiny hands for the Whopper. If y'all should go Google that commercial if you don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, but it happens. But here's the thing. Y'all have heard me say this plenty of times before. Square peg, round hole. They kept not. They kept trying to make him fit a a passer, a pocket passer uh, situation. He's not that type of quarterback. He's the type of quarterback that needs to have an offense. It's like Lamar Jackson's. Hey, by the way, got him MVP. Or Jalen Hurts, which hey, by the way. Had him pretty daggone good season this past year and also got him a starting job back this year. Right? That's pretty huge. And then you got Ian Book. And of course, everybody's down on Ian Book, but when you watch his college highlights, he was a person, and I don't know if it'll work with Dennis Allen. I just don't know. He needs an offensive minded guy. If Peyton was still there, it, it might could be something there. It might just be a long shot. But with that, everybody got a sour taste in the mouth because he came in the one game and it was a COVID game. They're like, he sucked. I'm like, no, 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 no. We didn't get to see if he sucked. Okay, we didn't. What you saw of him in preseason, he's playing with the third, fourth, and fifth strings. The guys that are no longer on the team, okay? This game here, I, I joke and I say that uh, he, he had Cincinnati's offensive line. I, Cincinnati's offensive line was an upgrade compared to what he had, okay? The announcers were even dumbfounded right there. I mean, they were just so confused. They were like, oh, the, the game's too fast for this kid. No, man, go back and watch the tape. The game's too fast for that daggone offensive line. Dude was running for his life the whole time. Didn't have a chance to do anything. You didn't have a chance to see what the kid can do. So I don't know. But I I don't know what you do here. I, I, I'm at loss. I, I, I don't I don't like anybody in the draft. You already got a young quarterback. You don't have anybody there to really develop them. No quarterback guru. So anyway, so the biggest talk was that that today and yesterday, the Saints are making a push to be able to get a Deshaun Watson. Here's my thing about this, okay? I know that Deshaun Watson, he's not going to be indicted from the lawsuits here, right? But he's still going to get all of those 30-something or 20-something civil suits. So he's still going to have a lot of court battles, okay? Not only that, when he comes back, he's still going to have suspension time, okay? You already got Alvin Kamara who's going to see some suspension time too, okay? So you're paying these guys big money. Here's the other thing too. Well, some more stuff on it, not just the other thing. This guy's got an enormous contract. I don't care how much... Uh, salary cap space you've created. Dude, you can't sign anybody else if you go get this guy. You can't. You bet if you get this guy, he can't have any suspended games and you have to win the Super Bowl this year because you're blowing up the whole team next year because you can't afford him. And if you do afford him, you can't afford anybody else. He can't throw the ball to himself. Michael Thomas is one step away from being Antonio Brown, so who knows what he's going to do. He might not decide he wants to play anymore, right? Although it's Deshaun Watson, so he might want to, not Drew Brees, right? He didn't want the Hall of Famer anymore, right? But here's some more stuff about it, too. He does have a trade clause, a no-trade clause in there, which is absolutely hilarious to me, right? I don't see how that's not. But he can decide he doesn't want to come here if they're going for it. And, and me and Colin were talking about it. He's most likely going to be end up in Tampa if he goes anywhere, right? Uh, and jokingly, if a guy is having this much situation here off, off the field, not getting to play. Here's the other thing, too. He didn't play for a whole year. Big contract. Still got legal situations, and you want to make a trade for him? You better not give up what I'm fixing to tell you that they want and they ask for, okay? Right? You better not. Right. Let me go ahead and say it, so I, because I, I'm just going to stumble on it if I don't. Look, Houston's asking for three first rounds for it. Let me say this. Houston is smoking crack. Like, are you serious? Now, don't get me wrong. Somebody's going to be stupid enough to go for this trade, right? Somebody's going to be stupid enough to go for it. 
He don't want to be in Houston. Houston, you're not going to get the same quarterback. He's going to be like Russell Wilson this past year at best, right? At best. Which is still pretty good, but at best. Which means the bar is not set that high, okay? But if you give up three first-round draft picks, let's follow through this with me for you, too. You get three first-round draft picks. You got a guy that's most certainly going to get suspended. You got a guy that he's still got 20-something or 30-something civil suits, so he's still going to have a lot of all-the-field distraction. And you got a guy who's got an outrageous contract because it's a $100 million contract that you got to pick up. There's more to it, too, man. Like, are you serious? I I hope the Saints don't offer up three first-round draft picks. Because if you do that, you're just absolutely stupid. You're just absolutely stupid. I would love for the guy to be here if he gets all of his situation together and he comes. You understand what I'm saying? I, as the player, I think he's a huge upgrade from Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, and Ian Book. Huge, okay? And, and it'd be a huge upgrade for him with the offensive line and the defense that he, get, he has here. Because you have an organization that's a little bit more committed to winning than Houston is, that's for sure. Uh, but I'd love for it to work out but look man I ain't giving up if it's me I ain't giving up three first round draft picks for a cat that and again he didn't play for a full year didn't play for a full year going to be suspended okay I don't if he's not suspended I would be hugely surprised okay going to be suspended absolutely huge contract didn't play last year man come on dude that's not worth three first round draft picks and if you give it up you're absolutely stupid man you're absolutely stupid anyway so I'm just Man, I didn't realize it was going this long. Hey, those of you, if it was too long for you, I apologize. Just keep listening. Pause it and then come back and listen to it again. It's all good. I went a little bit long there. But, hey, thank you all again for listening. It was another episode of Sports Sundays. I am your boy, Mark Atreira. This is your favorite podcast, Making a Cut. And, again, hey, always go look at my Facebook. My link's going to be there. Go or go directly to wherever you get your podcasts, especially the Anchor app, anchor.fm or Spotify. And Spotify is always going to alert you. Uh, if you follow me when my next episode is up. Hey, see y'all next time. Thanks again.